this is uh, uh, Porter County Buzz, WVLP 103.1 FM, Community Radio. Boy, that's like the, the we've done, this is what, our 10th show. It's, yeah, it's, it's going crazy. so quickly. Yeah. Just, it feels like the first show still. <laughs> and, and in case you're wondering who the other voice is, it's, I'm Greg Sims, and that's Andy Bozek. That's me. And uh, we are here again uh, in, I don't know, wonderful studio in downtown Valparaiso. Without and, uh, windows, I will say. So it's <laughs> sunny out there. I have no idea right now. <laughs> And uh, we've got an awesome guest with us today, the uh, extraordinaire. director extraordinaire of the Memorial Opera House, and uh, Scott McDonald. Yes. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Boy, two smiling faces coming right at me. What am I going to do? A lot, right? <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have video cameras. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But we've we've wanted Scott on ever since we started because we figured the way our show goes, informing people of what's going on in the community, you have one of the most um, important and and awesome venues that we have in our community, and uh, I think it's underappreciated. Yeah. Some people and we had Kevin Pazer on the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, not that he's better than you because he was first, but you know the way scheduling <laughs> happened. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Age before beauty or something like that. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Kevin was the baby in the room when he, he was. was, so was like, oh, oh my god. Was like what, 12 now or something? <laughs> yeah. 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 Just in the puberty mark. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. But it was but one thing that he was saying, which I know you have a similar issue with, is some people have no idea you even exist yes. and that your your awesome facility exists and what you do and so it's the best kept hundred and 30-year-old secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big building yeah. for a hunter for a secret. It is. It yeah. really is. It's yeah. such a cool building. Like, when you yeah. go in there to see all the history. And Absolutely. Some of the secret things, Scott, tell you, like, that was an explosion from the 50s. I mean, that's not one of the things, but I'm just saying, he's got <laughs> cool things. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure it's haunted. I'm hoping to hear ghost stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I will tell you, too, Scott, that uh, one of my students the other day, uh, there's a scavenger hunt down in... Mm-hmm. With the library, mm-hmm. and I guess the opera house is one of the buildings that they have to go take a look at. Very cool. So they were very excited about it, and yeah. it was neat. To, I figured I, I'm glad I remember that for oh, and, no, and Andy's going the scavenger hunt tips. Right. I mean, these kids know it's got a freebie because of you. I even know what the prize is too, but I can't reveal. No, that's yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Well, what do they need to know on a scavenger hunt? Because you know, there's there's plenty of information about the building. Yeah, That's but did you help out with that at all? Did they come and talk to you? With uh, the scavenger hunt? Yeah, no. no? no okay. Strictly the library and the museum, and I think it's a really, really cool thing. Yeah. I think that there's amazing architecture in mm-hmm. all of downtown Valparaiso. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so diverse. Uh, right. That's what's so great right. about our community is you can look all around and just see all sorts of different eras, mm-hmm. all sorts of different construction. Mm-hmm. It, it all works together. Yeah. Um, so I kind of cool downtown. It all ties in, kind of like three links and three links on a chain, like the sponsor of our show, the Independent Order of Oddfellows, which has three links to it. So we want to thank our sponsors for that. Absolutely. So, so thanks, Scott, for reminding me to, to, yeah. to do that. I will <laughs> happily, happily remind you. I knew you were here sponsors. for a reason. That's why I think that's. So let's talk a little bit. Some people might not know in Valparaiso where that's located. Sure. So can you kind of like. Tell them where it's at within Landmark. Sure, sure. So oh, that is a landmark, I would say, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so we are on the, uh, let's see, it'd be the southwest yes. corner of the Courthouse Square. 
So if you're looking at the courthouse and you go directly southwest, it's Porter County Museum, uh, the sheriff's residence, and our building is right next door. Mm -hmm. Uh, 104 Indiana Avenue is, you know, the best way to get there. <laughs> okay. I didn't even know the address. Yeah. yeah GPS. Um, and where the great big uh, Queen Anne building that, you know, the turrets and the arched windows, you really can't miss it. Yeah. But it is one of those buildings that I will say, when you look at it from the outside, you go, I don't know that that's a theater. Yeah, you don't right, know. Right. You know. People yeah. are like, is that a church? Is it a library? Yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> so that's why a lot of people come in, too, because they just want to know uh, what the okay. building Oh, is, is the building open throughout the day for we people are. to kind of look um, around? Yeah, oh. we're open on uh, Mondays and Fridays and Saturdays from 10 till 2. Oh, wow. uh, Our box office is open for in-person sales. Um, you know, we can always purchase online over the phone, but we do have attendance in 10 to 2 on uh, those days. And then, of course, we're always open like two hours before all of our events. So oftentimes, like on a Sunday afternoon, especially when it's really, really nice weather and everybody is out and about, yeah. um, people will just wander in. They'll be like, hey, what's going on here? Okay. You know, and we're like, whoa, we're getting ready to put up a show. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool to watch, I would think. And our and box office is right here. here. Tickets are available. Box office. <laughs> Tickets are available. They're $21. Yeah. Um, but, you know, more often than not, we'll have people that just like, they're like, we're driving through from Chicago and, you know, on our way to South Bend and we just wanted to stop in this wow. charming little town. Oh, and that's cool. We didn't realize that this was here. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I fell into it, too. Do you sign um, up as actors and I could see you recruiting people? <laughs> Man, you know, I will recruit anybody. Even if Dan Witten is going to be on there. Yeah. yeah, what the heck? I'm still working on YouTube. So, <laughs> hey, I promise, man. Yeah. I can't remember the last. Let me get a bug in my ear. There's plenty of ways around that because I can't remember anything either. Are you kidding me? Because so. <laughs> you act too, right? I mean, you've some of the shows as well, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. that's awesome. uh, I've been on stage uh, probably, gosh, I've been doing this since I was not running the opera house. I've been involved with theater since I was five. So. Oh, really? So, yeah. And, he, he, years, uh, and, and I will involved. brag on him. His biggest production was The Butcher, and he played the ham. <laughs> Is that a real story? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, like a knife through my heart, Greg Sims. That's a good thing. A ham. Come on. <laughs> I worked Gosh, all day on that one. Gosh darn crying. Actually, that was I was like, wait, where's he going? Because <laughs> the first production that I did in kindergarten uh, oh. a thousand years ago um, was I was the butcher oh in my the God. show. Oh, you kidding? No, that's what I was like. Everything's on the internet I now, you know. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, that's really kind of freaky. Yikes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Who'd you call me for? <laughs> Wow. 
Yeah, I, I'm done. I'm dropping the mic. I can't go in for that. Involved in this, it was a play back then, I assume. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I went to Catholic school and it was a kindergarten play. Uh-huh. It was one of those things like I was forced to be in it. I did it because I went to Catholic school too. And yeah. I did those and the singing productions yes. and everything. And it was like, like they're doing this for a grade. <laughs> and I was one of those kids that, you know, again, I read at a level higher than like my grade oh, level yeah. and all that sort of stuff, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I got offered. Offered. <laughs> I had to sign a contract. It was like a voluntold. voluntold. You're going to be voluntold. <laughs> that I was playing this role and it was a butcher. <laughs> and he's a vegetarian. Yeah, I'm Hardly. I'm just taking potatoes, guys. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> um, and just kind of fell in love with it then. And, you know, I pursued sports and I, I kind of did the gamut of everything. Um, and you're going to find this really hard to believe, and your listeners are probably going to find this hard to believe, too. I was incredibly shy. Really? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I would not have guessed that. Well, I had a speech impediment. Uh, so, like, I didn't talk. Wow. Much at all. Wow. And so, uh, you know, it wasn't really until, like, 7th or 8th grade that I, like, kind of really decided to put my toe out again. I got involved with our uh, school speech and debate team, oh, and then just fun, kind man. of, you know, it ruled hmm. from there. And it was like... Oh, I'm really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like this. Like, I really enjoy they really it. They like me. They really, really like well, me. Like, I really, I really loved debate. Like, wow. Oh. Wow. See, mine was more speech. I wasn't a great debate. Yeah. I liked the speech and side. Then, yeah, and then, like, I fell into, like, the speech side, and then I was hmm. like, oh, okay, and then really got involved with theater through high school. Um, now, did you, if I can bring it up, did, yeah. you, did you solve the speech impediment? Is that how yeah. it, that's how it would made you confident mm-hmm. enough to go yeah. out on it? Yeah, from like second to fifth grade, I was in speech. Oh, okay, that's it. Wow. Because, um, you know, I. Yeah. I no, because I don't hear that. Oh, well, there's, there's no way. Yeah, yeah unless you. It sounded like Sylvester the Cat. So, <laughs> oh. you know, it was pretty bad. <laughs> oh. And every now and then it creeps out, but no, mm. it was really, really bad. Wow. So, yeah, I was just like. I didn't huh. really want to talk, didn't really want to say anything because, again, you know, I sounded like a cartoon wow. character. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and then you find ways to use that to your advantage, and you find, you know, like I found, we found a speech therapist that was really good at encouraging that. That's like, awesome. You know, it's not something that's a problem or that's wrong with you. Use it to your advantage and start. Wow kind of pushing me that way. So that's where I kind of got the confidence to do it. That is all. Because like, that's yeah. all, and you spew confidence. I mean, you yeah. come to these well, house yeah. I'm nervous around the house. You're just talking up, <laughs> having good old time with people. There, there is no time. hot seat when he sits. It's nice and cool. It's yeah, like a cucumber. I'm always in the house. during those meetings. You guys will not know it. I'm sweating bullets during the council meetings. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to like make I'm like, someone I'm smile like, at me. Someone smile at me. I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on? What's going on? And it's like, okay, which ones do I talk to up like, who do I look at just to make sure that I, you know? I would just stare at Sims. Just give Sims the evil Oh, glare. my God. I just do that from the gallery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, boy. And, uh, so, again, you know, and then um, we moved from, so kind of moved all around my life. Uh, moved from South Bend to St. Louis. 
so I started high school Go in Cardinals. St. Louis. Just a <laughs> <laughs> right. So I moved from South Bend to St. Louis, uh, and then from St. Louis to Baltimore. Oh, wow. And uh, so my junior, senior year of high school, I was really, really involved with theater and like got involved hmm. with like our choir and all of that. And can, really oh, you can sing too? I can. Not really great. We but might I can have sing. to turn that out towards the end of the show. Maybe. Our new jingle. So I got really involved with that. And then I was like, okay, I think this is probably the route that I want to pursue career wise. But then it was also, you know, you need to have a backup career. You need to have a plan and all of that. So I went to college uh, and I majored in theater and I also majored in accounting and business. Oh, wow. So, you know, I was hmm. like, how oh, run, run, run your own theater. Yeah. Hey, wait a I second. Like, what? <laughs> wait, it's like, all coming together. <laughs> it's almost like fate. Yeah. Uh, so, no, it just happened by accident. It totally <laughs> actually, it really, I had no intention of being where I'm at now. Like, um, and so, <laughs> charming. Well, probably upside bad, down. Yeah. Greg got a new sound machine. He's trying to learn to use a sound machine. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to. Burp. I wanted to do that, but I just don't want the burp. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. No shame. So, Back on track. Right. So, I was working in, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, you are working just different gigs and doing whatever you can. And I wound up finding my way to working in the nonprofit sector in Washington, D.C., of all places. Wow. Because, you know, it's like 45 minutes from Baltimore right there, to D.C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was working not in nonprofits in Baltimore and D.C. and, like, got really involved with grant writing. And hmm. I was like, I really, really like this aspect of business. I really mm-hmm. like the nonprofit wow. sector more than, wow. I mean, I'm an old corporate boy myself. <laughs> I worked in banking for years, but I was just kind of like, this is really this is where it's at this is where it's at and like this so is, you went from no, to to uh, to, 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 to I, oh okay yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know my parents my parents had moved back to indiana and like i'm out here on the east coast by myself and then i was kind of like you know i think maybe it's time for me to move Back. You followed the yellow brick road. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right, exactly. <laughs> so then I moved back from Baltimore to South Bend. And then that's where I got into banking and all of that because there weren't a whole lot of great nonprofits like what I was working on on the East Coast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of where I got some business sense and all of that. And then in 2006, uh, which is where we're at now in my history, I guess, is when I discovered the Opera House. Uh, one of my friends was in a show, and they were like, oh. come see this. And again, I was living in South Bend in Mishawaka. And so, were you doing any acting now at that time? A, a little bit Just here little. and there, but nothing major. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was more focused on work. Mm-hmm. And When people came to, if he stepped in as a teller, Here's a hundred. Here's a hundred. You want some money? Yeah, you wish. know. So he was acting all that. Yes. <laughs> I can see George. That. Ba- little George Bailey action going on. I crack myself up. On <laughs> Somebody has to. Somebody has to. Um, so. 
I, one of my friends was on a show here at the Opera House, and I went to see it, and I was like, this is a really, really cool building. Wow. Um, because, again, I think it's one of those things. You walk into the Opera House, and you just go, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's not what I expect to see in the inside when I go in there. No. So I you have that wow, too, then, yeah, when you first came in. the first time I was there, I was, yeah. and it was, Scott was there, I think, the first yeah. time I was there. And you think, okay, community theater, this is going to be what we all think community theater is, like something out of Waiting for Guffman or A Mighty Wind or... <laughs> I've seen TV shows, I know what they portray. Yeah, like, yeah. We're going to do a show! <laughs> and it wasn't that at all. And I was like, this is amazing, and these people are all volunteers, and yeah. wow, I really want to get involved. So I opened my mouth and said, I'd really like to get involved here, <laughs> but I live an hour and a half away, you know. Um, and they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll keep that in mind. And then, like, two weeks later, somebody called me, and they're like, hey, we need somebody to be in the ensemble of MAME. And we know that it's a long M- shot. For MAME? You. Yeah, MAME, okay. the okay. musical. Um, we know it's a long shot because you're living in Mishawaka, and, you know, you'd have to drive. And I was like, I'm in. Gas <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prices yeah. were a lot lower back then. 2006? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight's when they got really yes. <laughs> um, so I drove back and forth between Mishawaka and Valparaiso and wow. dealt with the time change and oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. all yeah. of that and couch surfed hmm. um, and did my first show at the Opera House in 2006 wow. and I made friends that I was like these are like my people they're good. you know what i mean yeah, like i yeah. knew them for like five minutes and all of a sudden i was like you just felt comfortable just, oh yeah my gosh yeah. <laughs> so awesome. then Perfect. i made the decision in 2007 to pick up and move this way uh hmm. and i was still working in mishawaka oh, wow. i was driving from valpo to mishawaka and i was like okay this is getting really old really really fast well you're gaining an hour it takes two minutes to drive home but it takes two hours <laughs> yeah. to get to work sort of situation so and then i finally smartened up and you know transferred branches from one branch in mm. mishawaka to one in hobart yeah. oh okay uh so then i was living in valpo and driving to hobart which was a lot less painful yeah yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> i would think so uh and then just continue to get involved with theaters around the area and with the opera house and then in 2012 the opportunity came up for me to join the opera house staff who was director at the time was there one or uh let's I don't see, brian, to no you're good brian shaver had just left uh it was michelle smith okay so okay. she was the uh director at that point and they needed a box office manager and so that's what I came on and did. And I was in that role for like six months and then moved into the role of artistic director. And then in 2016, y'all decided that I should be running the place. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're a salesman. You started off the box office. I mean, you selling ice and Eskimo. That's you. <laughs> the commissioners and y'all decided that it'd be a great move for yeah. me. To- <laughs> I mean, from my perspective, here I am. I've yeah. been involved since 17. Um, it's been very positive. But I've only seen wonderful yeah. things come Thank out you. of that Absolutely. facility. Um, Thanks. Yes. Coming to see your shows. Now, I had a question. Yeah. So you, you talked about having Just a one question? Oh, no. Oh, I okay. Wait, that. there's more. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's going to catch me on something. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's not my job. That's Greg's job. <laughs> hey, I, I told you, the butcher and I'm done. <laughs> I'm just the comedian. Right. Uh, so you're driving back and forth to yeah. and from, from something. How often um, do you guys, so how many shows do you guys normally do? Like how sure. many 
of that same show. Sure. And how often do you have to drive back and forth for practice? Sure. So uh, a typical show run for our main stage is nine performances. So we do three shows a weekend over three weekends. Is that normal? Like, is that like average that's, of them? That's theaters? typical for okay. a lot of community theaters. And okay. Um, I think that's just basically because it's what works and it, mm. it's some weird algorithmic formula that I don't know where it came from, but it's what everybody seems to do. Um, and then rehearsals vary based on directors, but typical, again, and this is like just national averages, mm -hmm. I guess, is like Monday through Thursday. So like four times a week and then uh, like three hours. For how so, many weeks? Uh, usually eight. Oh my goodness. Wow. wow there's a lot. lot of time. That's a lot of work. There's a lot yeah. of time. And so our volunteers are like our biggest resource. Because you guys have seen our shows. Yeah. All yeah. those people that are on stage are volunteers. Yeah. We yeah. Yeah. any of them. It, it looks very professional. Right. And, yeah. And it's very good. You know that. Yeah. They're there because they want to be there and, right. you know, doing the thing. Yeah. And all of our musicians, you know, we hire live musicians. They're all gig workers and, you know, they are teachers and lawyers and just like our performers all work in different careers, most of them all work different jobs. So it's really finding that group of people that are like, yeah, I'm available right now in this like 12 week period <laughs> and I want to do this yeah. thing. So managing that is always like. How do we, you know, how do we fit what works in best yeah. around everybody's schedule and also have lives ourselves? Oh, yeah. Right. Because right. Like, that's an important yeah. thing, too. You know, that work-life balance is really, really important. So. Okay, now here's here's one of my questions. How do you, okay, because there's a play, and I know I've said this to you before, the apple cart. Yeah. It would be awesome. And Andy has no clue what the apple cart's about, but that's okay. Um, but I'll learn when they do it. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. But how do you just, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. It, it's, it's about uh, America asks the king of England to take us back on so we become a colony again. That's what the apple cart's ah. about. So oh, Peter that's... O'Toole was the greatest. And when I was in London, sure. it was amazing. Sure. And it was so funny. You know, it's very, it's political satire kind of a thing. Oh, it's a comedy? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, how do you determine, we're gonna do a musical, we're gonna do more of a, like Clue was more of a mystery thing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so how do you, uh, yeah, how does that work? How do we do season selection? There, so, that's what I was looking for. for. Thanks Andy, yeah, thanks, thanks for the help. That's, you know, that's part of my job too, is you know, making He's sure that- supposed to know things. Wait, you gotta have cool acronyms. Everyone else on the show always has acronyms for stuff. <laughs> I don't have an acronym for anything. <laughs> Darn it! Sorry, we'll get, there. we'll get there. I'm sure we'll develop one today at some point. Um, so as far as season selection goes, we um, typically do it by committee. And the committee really, at this point, is our staff because our staff is full of really seasoned professionals. Uh, Scott Miller, you know, Stretch. Stretch. Who is our, Scott Miller. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. 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 Uh, he's uh, our technical director. You know, nobody in the area has expertise like he does. Our production manager, Vicki Zimmerman, and, you know, like our education coordinator, Jonathan Owens, uh, Bobby Sukovachkov, who's our artistic director. We kind of all get in a room. And Ray. And Ray, yeah. who's our box office manager. Yeah. You know, we kind of all get in a room. We bat some ideas around. Hmm. And we go, okay, you know, these were some things that were really successful for us in the past. Do we want to revisit any of those? Is it too soon to revisit any oh, of those? Okay. Are the rights available for any of these? Wow. I assume there's different costs for different types of plays too, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, and different rights houses. So there's the biggest misconception that I think people have is that we can just do whatever we want. 
You know, we want to do Les Miserables, so we're just going to do it. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> the authors of the show don't really like it when you do that. So wow. there's rights. Well, isn't that, that you can just ask for forgiveness later. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. It goes real well. With lawyers? Real, real well. Yeah. With yeah. yeah. lawyers. Yeah. Don't do that for county money. I was joking. Yeah, right, right. The, the, it's been real nice knowing you guys. It's been a fun 10 years. Same here, because we'll be losing our shit So there's rights houses that hold the royalties for all of these shows. And yeah, depending on the show and the popularity of the show, how many performances we're doing, the rights can vary. Um, and it can cost anywhere just for royalties for a performance from ten dollars to $15,000. Wow. And that's just the royalties to produce the show. And then a lot of the rights houses, they'll work with us and, you know, they're like, you know, you don't need to pay us until after the production when you actually have oh, the ticket money. Okay. Which is, pretty nice yeah some don't so we have to figure oh. out you know and be smart with our budgets and say okay yeah. we're gonna pull from here or you know we utilize memorial opera house foundation to kind of help out with some yeah. of those things it sounds like you should just write your own it'd be cheaper Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it might be cheaper but <laughs> but that work-life balance thing again, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that would be amazing though and then yeah. you know yeah. We try and keep a really tight budget around like costumes and again, you know, we have to pay our orchestra members because it's a rarity that you find somebody that's like, yeah, I'll give up 12 weeks of my life and right. gigs and bars and whatnot money, yeah. to, uh, you know, play a show for free and come play guitar <laughs> for you. Uh, so finding that and, you know, it, it's, it, it gets to be very, very expensive very, very quickly. So a show can cost us anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $40,000, depending on what's necessary for the show, what rights cost. Wow. Um, you know, if we wind up having to fly an actor, you know, Ooh, like we which we can do that. Now. <laughs> but, you know, we're also paying into <laughs> renting that equipment and paying that company and all of that. So oh, we don't yeah. have the, I thought we had the equipment. Oh, no. No, yeah. no. We, it's, it's Peter, Peter Pan took it back with him. Yeah. <laughs> it was Mary Poppins. Oh, Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was our council meeting. Greg was flying about this. I wanted to. Winds up being one of those things where it's it you really have to sit down and look at the entire big picture before you just land on a show that you're yeah. going to do. Wow. And again, we do five shows a year, mm-hmm. but to narrow it down to those five shows a year, we wind up you know going through probably thirty or forty that were like, yeah, this will be really really great, or oh god, I don't want to do that <laughs> show. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that. Are you taking into consideration what people would actually show up? Like, I assume you want all your shows sold out. Yes, absolutely. Um, And that's something that I will say that my team is very, very considerate about. They are out there talking to audience members, and we're really listening to the community. Apple card. Apple card. Apple card. That's one vote for Apple card. Once I know what Apple card is, I'll probably vote against it. I don't know. But um, we really do want to hear what people have to say and what they want to see because give the people what they want and they'll come. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, if people are like, hey, do Annie every year at Christmas. Well, if we can 
physically and feasibly manage to do that, sure, we'll do it. It's not something that the rights are always available for. And rights are fickle, too, because... They're not always available? No, because shows go on tour. And in our market... Gotcha. In our market, you know, wow. you've got Chicago 45 miles from us and you've got South Bend 50 miles from us. And those are both major tour stops. Yeah. Or sometimes they're sit downs like Wicked. Uh, and the rights just aren't available while shows on tour. Wow. They go restricted. Um, and, you know, or like when Theater at the Center, when they were up and running and they would be doing a show that we wanted to do. Well, they're a professional house. So, so they can claim exclusivity on rights oh, and wow. nobody can do it within like a certain oh, mileage. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there's all sorts of like little kind of tricks that you learn yeah. as you oh, go through yeah. this. Because yeah. like that was the thing I would write, you know, our reps at rights houses and be like, hi, I really want to do this show. And our community really wants us to do this show. Why can't we do this show? Yeah. And they're like, well, it's out on tour right now. And or, wow. you know, <clears throat> this theater that's 27 miles from you has it and they've claimed exclusivity so sorry um so you know again it's it's wild because we do like i said we do five shows but we are like okay we're doing this show but if that show's not available we're going to do this as plan b and if that's not available then we'll do this as plan c well but we always try and keep the audience in mind so we can say you wanted to see this (laughs) yeah yeah it's your fault And speaking of the audience's mind and shows, this yes. is WVLP 103.1 FM. You're listening to Porter County Buzz with I'm one of the hosts, Greg Sims. I'm looking across six feet away from Andy Bozak. That's right. We're six feet social distance. There you go. <laughs> Although we just blew that with Scott McDonald, extraordinaire of the Opera House, sitting right in between us. But that's okay. <laughs> well, we did our part. <laughs> I'm vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about parts and, and and shows and all this stuff and it all fits right into the opera house yeah and the memorial opera house is uh, pretty much does uh, what, what would be the title of the what you guys do is it an opera house i mean you're not an opera house you're an acting house so we're, we're theater we're theater, theater. theater. that's okay yeah. pick of the word community yeah. Community yeah. theater because we're we're producing theater by members of the community Okay, but so. now that, that that sets up another question. Yeah. Why is it called the Opera House? Did they actually start with operas? Style of the building. The building oh. was actually founded for doing... Um, That's it. I'm going home. I uh, seriously thought it was operas for when it was... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I went out to the university had an opera department. They performed there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I didn't so, Wow. No, yeah. <laughs> but the building was founded by the um, Sons of the Union Vets of the Civil War is what it's known now. But then it was the Grand Army of the Republic. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was founded as a place to be a community gathering spot for concerts and for lectures and all sorts of different forms of entertainment. So we're still serving that original purpose almost yeah. 130 yeah. years later. Yeah. And wow. we're still a premier gathering spot for the community. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something that's really awesome because there's yeah. not a whole lot of buildings that you can point to that are still serving their original purpose 130 years later right. or that are still functional. Right. So, right. Um, and we're not just a plaque or a statue. You know, uh, when the Grand Army of the Republic, when they wanted the building to be built, they had to go down to Indianapolis and lobby for the law to be changed for what was considered a memorial huh. because 
at that time it was just like you can put up a plaque you can do a statue right and was it state funded is that why they had to go down to the um, i think it was just the way that the statue worked okay. as to what was considered a memorial mm. um it was funded by community members like the ladies auxiliary club had bake sales and wow it was like i think ten thousand dollars to build the building at the time <laughs> which you know <laughs> 1893 money was Oh, we know we're talking about renovating. A little bit more. A little bit more. Was it more? Was it always two stories? Is it not, not two stories? But did it always have that balcony up there? Yes. Okay. In fact, um, there used to be, and I don't know if they were original to the building or if they were an addition in one of the many renovations that the buildings had over the years. Uh, where the balcony is, there were balconies that actually ran along the sides of the building, too. Oh, and there wow. colonnades underneath. Huh. Um, so it, the house allegedly could seat like a lot closer, like 500 people. But I think it was in the 1990s renovation that they deemed that those balconies were unsafe oh, because oh. they were like just tied into beams with I, you know, with like rebar, and they're like, it's eh, probably shouldn't have people <laughs> here. So let's daylight the windows. People are a little bit bigger windows. today than they were back then. Yeah, that's also a thing. Um, <laughs> and like that's why we don't see people upstairs in the loge boxes. So, you know, the two boxes that are there yeah. by the proscenium. The, what, what is a percent? It's not the side of the stage. Terms. Sorry. So <laughs> round things? when you're looking at the stage, the big arch yeah. around the stage opening, that's called the proscenium. Oh. Okay. And then the boxes that are right there in front of it, those are called the loge boxes. So the lower level we see because people sit there to be seen. I mean, that's their VIP. Is that where yes. Sim sits when he No, sits no, I'm always no. in the back row. <laughs> <laughs> or in the balcony. Yes. Um, and then uh, the second level, you know, people would sit up there too. But the stairs to go up there are literally, guys, they're like 18 inches wide. Like, we all have to like turn sideways and like shimmy up the stairs. And they're super, super steep. So there's no way we could yeah. sit somebody up there now. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's wild in all of our minds to imagine in the Victorian era, people, you know, hiking up yeah. those stairs. With those dresses and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> no thanks. Um, you know, it's like, it's claustrophobic. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know there's a lot of big plans at the Memorial Op House. Is there talks about opening those back up with the renovation or is that not on the table at the, time? the opening the top level probably won't no, happen okay. it's just cost prohibitive because yeah. we'd have to rebuild the stairs to be to code and yeah. i don't think anybody has that much money that they want to put no. out no <laughs> personally i was just curious yeah. if it yeah. was because yeah. I, I think it is a cool looking it's, thing when i'm in there i was yeah. just so oh, cool yeah. But, yeah but we also utilize you know we aim lights from there and all that so they're really they're great for like aesthetics but really like i've sat up there and watched shows and it's like this is a real far drop down <laughs> and it's really not the most comfortable place yeah, in the world yeah. to sit because you're actually like sitting above the ledge and it's one of those things like you know like if you've ever been like um one of the football stadiums where it's just like kind of straight oh, yeah. up and oh, you're yeah. like yeah. i'm not comfortable sitting <laughs> there <laughs> Yeah, it's that feeling. Like gonna fall forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a little bit 
of a weird pitch and it's just like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> so we'll keep the lower levels open and all that. Um, but yeah, the uppers, it's just going to probably maintain itself as like okay. where we have lighting bays and stuff like that. So now, you mentioned that it used to sit C500 before they Somewhere took these out. Where are we yeah. at now? We're currently at 352. Okay. Oh, it took out that many. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of seats mean, gone. There were also the seats that were in there before the 19, uh, well, in the 1960s is when the seats that are in the building now came in. The seats that were in there before were wood. Oh, wow. And they were a lot narrower. So I think that they also yeah. put, you know, when they got down to 352, it was because they were putting in some larger seats and all that. I've been to Wrigley and sat between two big dudes. I know how <laughs> small those seats are. So. What well, kind of reminds me of being in Ford's Theater in yes. uh, D.C. Mm -hmm. You Absolutely. know, the renovation and everything else. And yeah. the seating capacity went down because the seats got a little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But creature comforts. Yeah, you know? right, right. And, like, that's one thing that we're looking at with potential renovation is how do we not disrupt our flow and all of our seats. And I'm really proud of the way that we're working on that because I think we're maybe losing two seats. That's amazing. So, yeah. you know, like, that's pretty great. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to talk about some of the things, the bigger I'm, projects in that I'm way? more than happy. <laughs> if, you know, you wanna, if you guys want to yeah. talk about it, I'm no, game. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, the, this was a plan that was in place. Um, it's not passed yet. There's right. nothing done, but right. they're working on mm -hmm. potentially investing up to $5.4 million, if not a little bit more, into right. that facility. Right. And it needs it. It's yeah. it's a 130-year-old building. Well, right. I said 130. It's probably... 130. I was yeah. right yeah. for something. Wow. Next wow. Oh, next year. Same it must be the shirt you're wearing. It's giving you power. Got that that Chesterton Final Four, four basketball yeah. up there, yes. <laughs> you know, when you get over 100, So I completely understand. Wow. Like, years <laughs> so yeah, if you just kind of want to touch on some of the sure. bigger points of what the thoughts are and the reasons behind them. Sure, sure. So one of the things I think that's a major thing that we're looking at um, is exterior uh, restoration to the building. Uh, tuck pointing the building is so incredibly important because you look at it and like there's bricks that are just like starting to kind of creep out of where bricks should wow. be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course that causes water infiltration and that's a major problem. problem. Itself. Yeah. And especially with plaster walls, because I think as we all know, plaster yeah. and water aren't best friends. Right. Uh, so just in order to preserve what's inside, we have to work on the outside envelope right. of the building and really get that up to He's been hanging out with these architects who like this envelope and they use that a lot. They do. They say building I've been saying building envelopes since I think 2017 when we started this plan. I'm like, oh that's what we call it. It's not just the exterior. It's a building envelope. The outside wall, but it's an envelope. You know, I'm gonna go power wash the envelope of my house this weekend. Um, so you know that's the thing that we're looking at. And I think that's probably one of the most vital parts of the entire thing is really getting the outside of that building buttoned up and really, really yeah. secure. Um, you know, and of course, windows is a big issue because the windows that are in the building are pretty much the original windows and um, they're custom wow. and, you know, they're wood frames and again, time yeah. has taken its toll and right. 
I, your listeners may not be totally aware, but the weather in Northwest Indiana is not the most conducive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way to go, Captain Obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, as far as the interior goes, what we're looking to do, and you both have been in the building, so you know some of the challenges yeah. that we have, yeah. is get a better sense of traffic flow. Mm-hmm. Our lobby is really, really, really tiny. Small. Yeah, everything's yeah, it's tiny. When you have when you have 360 people trying to move through the building and like right. trying to get to the restrooms and trying to get to the bar and trying to get to the box office and all three of those things are located in the exact same 10 feet of each right. other. Right, and get up the stairs at a balcony. So people are yeah. talking. Yeah. And- yeah, and visiting, visiting yeah. right. And it's just right. like you know, it's like being in an elevator with three hundred of your closest friends. I wish people could see what you're doing right now. It's pretty darn funny. It's how I like move through the building. Um, so you know, it just gets to that point where it, it, it's really starting to affect some of the um, reasons why people want to come back mm-hmm. because like, yeah. it's just not comfortable here. Yeah. Um, the bathrooms are tiny. And all that. So right. if we can get a better sense of traffic flow through the building and allow a little bit more breathing room for people yeah. and especially in a post pandemic world that we're moving into, people are thinking of that. And that is something yeah. that's top of everybody's mind is, I don't want somebody breathing down my neck right, right, right now. Right. You know, I, I think about that and I'm like, yeah, we used to like go to birthday parties where we would basically like spit out a cake and then, eat <laughs> yeah. and now nobody does that anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, and like, it's the same thing. Like we'll talk about it in the lobby and it's like, oh yeah, I used to be like really comfortable, like being in a crowd of like 500 people. And yeah. I'm like, I'll be around like four. One of the benefits I think is when you're standing in line now, people stand a little bit farther away yeah. from me. Yeah. I can breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're not yeah. on top of me while I'm trying to check out the grocery. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and so that's a challenge. It's just making sure that everybody can kind of get to where they need to be and to do what they want to do, whether yeah. it's visit the lounge or get a beer. Or, Let's a, talk about yeah. the important stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, priorities <laughs> or purchase tickets for another show. Yeah, there you um, go. And because people always do want to come back. And so, you know, as much as we can keep traffic moving and traffic flowing through there, I think that that's really, really important. And I'll bring Um, up, too, when you said people want to come back, I have younger kids. Well, they're not as young as they once were, but 14, 13, (laughs) 7, and and 4. And these kids went to the show, and we saw The Wonderful Life, and my kids are still like, can we go back, Dad? Can we go back? It was such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you... I just, I guess I was surprised because I thought my kids, you know, electronics, and it's not TV, there's no cool explosions. No, they had a really good yeah. time. And like, that's the thing is you can't, you, the, the beauty of theater is that we can do things in the moment that you would have to edit down and like do over and over and over again in a movie. So you're seeing this happen live and in that moment right. and it's just really fleeting and then it's over. And then we do it, you know, nine times or 50 times in rehearsal, but then it's done. Yeah. And, you know, you can't do that in a movie. So, you know, your kids are kind of hanging on to that core memory and we're creating those things. So that's what's, I think, really, really cool about what we do. And, you know, there are no explosions or well, sometimes. Well, there thank are. goodness there's no explosions. <laughs> sometimes there are. It depends on the show. Um, but like we work with effects and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And again, we have people that are top of their field doing that sort of Your stuff. Your set design, I don't know who does that. I mean, it's always cool, you know. It's nice. like, 
I'm always impressed when I walk in and there's not a show going on, but you guys are getting ready for it yeah. or whatnot. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like yeah. you got all this stuff in here and it, mm -hmm. it looks real. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's all, you know, styrofoam and yeah. canvas. And it's just <laughs> like, oh wow, that's really, really cool. Like, I want to meet that dude and have him come help me with my Christmas display. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Stretch Miller. Yeah. <laughs> he does that too. Yeah. I he thought he just did the auto audio. The lighting and stuff. He yeah. does a lot of that. Oh. Um, and then, you know, Vicky, who is our production manager she does a lot of the painting she does a lot of set design um, again you know we have people that have been doing this stuff yeah. for 10 15 20 years and we also have people that it's like hey this is my first shot at it and I really want to learn and so that's the thing too is we love to teach people well so you know it's great having new people come down and we want to be able to do more of that stuff so that's part of why renovations necessary too because it allows us to kind of expand our schedule and really get more things happening. Um, you know, we're looking at a really great program for youth theater that's theater for disabled students and, you know, that they're performing. Wow. And it's any level yeah. of disability. But we need to make sure that the building is I was going to say, can safe. they get on stage? Yeah, they yeah. can, but we yeah. need to make sure that it's safe um, and that the, you know, areas where, like, actors are down the kind of bowels like of your the green do you have a green room at all yeah, we do. oh you it's, do it's okay not green but we have green room. <laughs> um but like where the dressing rooms are yeah. and the green room and all that yeah. that's all safe um and that's all part of protecting the building and renovating the building mm -hmm. yeah. so that it is kind of up to 2020 standards mm -hmm. uh, right or 2022 standards just say we're gonna go two years I'm still processing. Yeah. Hey, as I get closer yeah. to 40, I'm going backwards in my mind. That's funny how that works. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, but it's, it's really, really exciting. And um, I, I certainly hope that it is something that we can look forward to happening here in the next year or so. I think we so. have to do yeah. something. I, mean, yeah, I don't know hit. if it's that 5.4 million number, whatever right. that number is, but we have to take care of that building. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's our job. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's so, going to happen. And then uh, now earlier on, we had talked about ghosts. Yeah. And then you had, because when Kevin, you know, we got in a little ghost stories with Kevin <laughs> and the, uh, the the old jail museum. Uh -huh. So uh, uh, do some of those ghosts transfer from the museum to the opera house or vice versa? They're coming from the opera house. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have our own and they have their own. <laughs> and, you know, part of this renovation was like potentially connecting the buildings. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Sharing of ghosts. Get really, really rough. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a lot that happens in our building that uh, I would put in the unexplained column for sure. Um, so, like where my office is upstairs at in one of the turrets, there's actually an your app. office is in a turret. Yeah, I you know, know the that. turrets. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah. And I share my office with somebody, and well, it's you nice. know, so <laughs> and my, it's smaller than this room that we're in right now. So put two of us working in there and. Yeah, again, we'll talk, guys. Um, but there's an attic above there that really, there's no access to that attic oh, other than well. if you're uh, on a ladder. Okay. And, you know, every now and then I'll be working by myself in the building and you hear somebody walking above oh, you. Oh, oh, like, oh, I would not be working by myself in that building. It's, like, it's like, hi. Hi. Hello. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, right, right. And it's like, you know, like 
all of us that work in theater, we work <laughs> late nights. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. So there's times where, you know, there until like two o'clock in the morning, sometimes working on a set oh. or working on costumes or something yeah. like that. Because you start working on some of this stuff after rehearsal. Well, rehearsal ends at 10 o'clock. Yeah. You go have a quick dinner and then you come back and you're like, <laughs> wow. I mean, you gotta eat sometime, right? And we're working on set stuff. That director's or, a real slave driver. You got work in Scott McDonald did the worst. Doesn't have to eat till 10. Monster. A monster, I tell you. But, you know, it'll be like, you know, we're just kind of working along and chugging along. And then, like, somebody will be like, something doesn't feel quite right. And, you know, you kind of ignore it and just keep going. And then it's like, yeah, I'm hearing a conversation happening out in the lobby and wow. there's nobody out there <laughs> or, you know, any number of things. And it's like, yeah, the building's probably telling us that it's time to <laughs> curfew. Get out. Right? Right? Yeah. Oh my like, I'm waiting for like poltergeist when it just like folds up on itself. Get out. Um, See, I pictured the girl from Ghostbusters at the beginning. Librarian. Yeah. Talk to Jesse Lutzen. He probably had a star right now at the library. But, you know, like I've had the experience um, where I've been the last one in the building, turn off all the lights, walk out to my car at the parking lot, and inevitably there's lights on somewhere in the building. And I'm like, I just turned all of those off. And it's like... Do so do you go back to... inside? Yeah. I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah, this is the way. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. No. I didn't see them. No, I don't know what's going on. Why don't you leave the lights <laughs> on? What are you doing? And there's a video, and I can send it to you guys, too. Um, Stretch called me one morning. It was a Sunday morning. I think it was, like, Mother's Day. And uh, we had a show that afternoon, and it was, like, 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. And he called me and goes, um, so we need to take a look at the security cameras. And I was like, okay, why? He's like, you just need to take a look at the security cameras, Scott. And I was like, uh, all right. So I pull it up on my phone and you know how they talk about like when, um, like the paranormal shows and all that, like, you know, you see orbs and yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Okay, well, this looked like a literal snowstorm blowing through our building of orbs. Wow. And like I was like, okay, well, that's just like dust from one of the vents or something like that. You know, like the air conditioner. Yeah, we got to clean <laughs> Right? You know. Ray, and, what you know, are you doing? Somebody help. Well, and then it just like as quickly as it started, it stopped, but it didn't like settle. It just like disappeared. Uh, and it's just like one of those things where it's like, uh, how did you go back? <laughs> yeah, normal. And why would they? Why would they have set off yeah. the alarms on the security cameras that were all getting alerts that our security, you know? That oh, is that how it, it set it off? Oh. Called me because it's like uh, something just set the security cameras <laughs> off, and that's not normal. And you know, we have videos of like the lights in the house. Like again, nobody's there, and like the security cameras are running. Nobody's in the building. It's two o'clock in the morning. Nothing's going on. The lights come up. They stay on for a minute. The lights go down. It's just like, all right, I guess we're having our own show, boys and girls. We had, you had a really bad electrician. Right? It's just like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that there's plenty that can fall in the unexplained category. And, again, you know, cold spots, you know, it's an old building. And, of course, yeah. it's haunted. So... Yeah. 
Well, let me ask you because we got about ten minutes yeah, left. Yeah, I want to know if somebody wants to volunteer, if they want to help out in set design, they want to do that, yeah. or they want to be in a show. How does that work? How do sure. they get involved? How do they know what's going on? Sure, sure. So one of the best ways to see what's going on and to get involved is to uh, either follow us on social media. So Memorial Opera House uh, on Facebook and also on Instagram. Are you guys uh, on that the Twitter? Uh, we are no longer on the Twitter. You're not on the Twitter. Twitter, you know, <laughs> kind of took a nose in the last two years. Oh, I see. I'm, I'm too old to know. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Um, so yeah, it's we, Snapchat. I think it's the new kids. Oh. Snapchat and TikTok. TikTok. Oh, t- yeah. TikTok. And I'm too old for TikTok. Yes, I'm saying, saying. <laughs> I'm not on that. But we'll probably get there. I think if you or me were on TikTok, though, we'd be really good at it. Oh, I'm like, sorry, the heck is going on? No, I see what they are. Exactly. Great sound. That. So, social media is a great place to follow us because, you know, all of our events are there and all of our audition listings and things like that. But also, just directly through our website, memorialoperahouse.com, we have a volunteer application there so people can download that and fill that out and send it to us. Uh, Ray, who's our box office manager, she also kind of acts as our volunteer coordinator. So she gets them in touch with, you know, I want to help build sets. Great. We're going to get you in touch with Stretch and Vicky and send you onto them. And they're going to make sure that you can safely do this and successfully do this. Um, You know, I want to help with costumes. Great. We're going to get you in touch with Christina, our costume shop mistress. And she's going to make sure that you don't sew yourself to a costume. Uh, (laughs) Either that or she doesn't like you. She's going to set you up to do that. Right. Or like, you know, I get... Uh, people that are like, I'm really good with, I want to help out with like filing and grant writing and fundraising. Great. I'm going to talk to you about being on our board, about being on Memorial Opera House Foundation. Somebody Should actually be. said that they like that kind of stuff? There's all sorts of people. <laughs> that like Wait. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> you guys have a board. We do. So are all your employees paid for by the county? Or uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, we just found out some stuff about, well, I didn't know about the museum. I uh, realized Kevin was oh. the only one on the payroll for yeah. the county. Yes. Um, so Greg probably knew that because yeah. he used Absolutely. to be involved with the museum. Yeah. Yes. I think he was so. there when it started in 1840. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ouch. I saw the brick being, I saw the cornerstone for the opera for house the opera too. House yeah. Family yeah. Then. Absolutely. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, so yeah, there's three of us that are full time. Uh, myself and then Natalie, who's our administrative coordinator and stretch. And then we have four that are what I would call probably essential part-time. Like we couldn't do shows without them. And that's, you know, our production manager, our artistic director, our box office manager. Um, and then we kind of have, you know, uh, five or six or seven that are just super part-time that work in the box office and work at the bar when we have events and things like that. That's just like, we don't have to, so yeah. we can give you a little bit of money to do it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, everybody's on county payroll. Okay. So, so what does the board do then? What, what is this for? So Memorial Opera House Foundation is our uh, board. And one of the things that's most challenging for us is getting grants as a department of county government. Oh. Because federal grants are available to us as a department of the oh, county. Okay. But a lot of nonprofits and foundations, they're like, 
well, we don't want to give to the government. That makes sense. Right, so, right. So the foundation exists so that we can collect those grants, yeah. which are a lot of what keeps things going, like Limelight's, our youth program, mm-hmm. um, and Penguin Project, and all of those sorts of things that we want to do, some of the programs that we want to do and not necessarily have to burden the county with, because I'd be coming in front of you guys all the time being like, <laughs> hi, I need an additional four. You know, it'll, uh, Billy Scott, <laughs> you really need to knock it off, pal. Most of you see it shot again. We yeah. Could you calm down? Yeah. Uh, what so, do you want this time? Right, exactly. Uh, so that's kind of where the foundation comes in handy, too, is, you know, they help with some of the programming that we do that we get funded through grants. Uh, and also, you know, they help with bringing in sponsors because, again, you know, nobody wants to be like, yeah, we're a sponsor of a community. Uh, so they sponsor through Memorial Opera House Foundation and it provides a tax break. And also people want to donate to us, you know. And, and so, again, it just kind of gives us that place for people right. to be able to do that yeah. and yeah. get the tax benefits, which, you know, a lot of people, that's the reason that they give. Um, but the, the foundation has really stepped up and they're helping to produce a lot of our events. Uh, they do a concert series of four or five concerts a year. And so they pay the artist fees and we get the ticket sales and it just kind of helps us wow. because I, as you guys know, but I don't know if a lot of other people know, we're self-sustaining. So we yeah, don't make yeah. it, we don't spend yeah. it. And right. that's everything down to payroll. Yeah. So, you know, we need to have those things coming in. And so to have an entity like Memorial Opera House Foundation, who's like, look, we don't want to do chicken dinners for fundraisers. (laughs) We'll do four or five concerts a year and make a ton of money for you guys. It really works. Are those out all really. held at the Memorial Opera House, or some of them? Yeah, um, we try and we try and hold them all at the Opera House because it makes the most sense to have it there. But there's some things that we're looking at again. You know, depending on what happens with uh, renovations and all that, we're looking at some things offsite and just size wise. You know, um, we're looking at doing a really cool event this Halloween with vendors and really? kind of oh, a big street know. fair. And you know, so we've been talking to Lori out at the Expo Center to say, hey, you know, can we utilize yeah. this because in case the weather in October in Northwest Indiana is awful, we'd like to be able to have it somewhere okay, like inside. Inside. So, um, like, would you have people, like, walking around in costumes yeah. and trick-or-treating what are you kind of stuff? Mandalorian? I'm actually thinking. <laughs> absolutely. The Mandalorian may make an appearance. Doing, we're looking at yeah. doing a costume contest. Oh, that would be awesome. Things, you know, uh, we that would be Elvira fun. That's fun. Yeah. Ooh, Elvira. Yeah. Andy would make I a great would, Elvira. I would. Come in your best <laughs> Elvira costume. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> That would be so much fun. Yeah, so there's some things that we love. And again, the is looking at sponsoring that because, again, it helps keep my costs down so that I'm not coming to you guys and saying, hey, I need more taxpayer dollars to do the thing that I want to do. Well, and it's good you Uh, got such a good relationship with Lori over that expo. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, she's a, a wonderful lady. You should get her on. We will. Yeah, Wait, we will she's uh, yes. And and Lorelai, you work with Lorelai yeah, with, with tourism. tourism. Yeah. So I See, mean, all that's that. the thing too is that there we have a really great network of colleagues here in the county that really do kind of keep each other going, yeah. and that the communication does help. And I think that helps us with our relationships with the council and with the commissioners yeah. too. It's all about that communication. If you guys know what's going on in the building, Absolutely. it's a little easier to come in front of you and say, "Hey, we need some help with." 
renovations right. Right. and you understand why. Exactly. You know, so. you know, when they go out to lunch, though, it'd be nice to be invited Everybody once in a while. Not, but, you know, you don't think I hear not, about all these lunches and I'm like, well, how come I wasn't invited? Who are you hearing it from? Because I have a lunch at my desk. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> like, uh, Well, yeah. Lori and uh, who else was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anthony. Oh, well, all those guys. That just happened. Ray. You can't go to lunch anyway. You got a job. You got the point. (laughs) It's just nice to be wanted and invited. That's all. I'm pretty sure that Lee extended the invitation to everybody. So. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But we are down to the last couple minutes here. Oh is, is there anything yeah. that you wanted to bring up? Or, or yeah, and we're gonna have to have to come back. It's just like it's yeah, happening. Yeah, we gotta come back. Anytime. You know, we got so we much information. About upcoming shows. That's My right. right. Yeah, get that going. Um, you know, we just always love to see new people, and we love to see people come through our doors. And uh, again, like we talked about, that feeling of excitement that people get when they walk through yeah. the doors of the Opera House—that's what keeps me going. And that's, you know, so I love seeing new people come through. We love new volunteers. We love new patrons. Um, you know, it's just a really, really great place to get involved. So if you're looking for something to get involved with that's a little bit bigger than yourself, I can't recommend anything more than the Opera House. So that's my plug. And even if somebody just wants to come and hand out playbills, come right? Come on down. You see, and just, just be a part of the atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that's I so said, cool. We love, we love giving back to the community. Anything that we can do in that yeah. way, we're game for. So walk so. by and check out the building because it is cool. Yeah. Yes. It's a really, really cool well, building. Well, especially on Indiana yeah. Avenue. Yeah. They play that so. game with the... Uh, the, the library and yeah. they're going to check it out already yeah. yes and it's a very nice building just like the we want to thank the independent order of odd fellows yes. for uh, sponsoring our show and uh we well we thank you for being here uh, on this lovely tuesday night yes check us out on facebook and also check out the memorial opera house on facebook but um, yeah, I'm one of the hosts, Greg Sims and Andy Bozick, and our guest extraordinaire was Scott McDonald. That's yes. awesome, and thank you very much for being here. Thanks it for was having me, guys. This was, it a was great wonderful. Time. I can't wait to have come a back. Great week, guys. Yes. 